Welcome to Elevating and Melanin It, where critical thinkers can come and discuss inconvenient truths and uncomfortable knowledge. I am your host, KT the Intellect. Stay young, handsome man, DJ the Finesse Kid. Yes, sir. We want to thank you uh, once again for joining us here at the Elevating and Melanin It podcast. It's been, a, it's been a very interesting week since we last um, uh, sat with you guys. You guys last heard our voices. Uh, we might be stepping in, into some World War III territory mm. with what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. We're going to touch on a lot of that and, uh, and how that's going to affect the markets here, you know what I'm saying? Because even if nothing happens physically in America, the, those markets will be affected. But, you know, before we start off, you see the hoodie, you know what I'm saying? Elevating and Melanated. Support independent media. Go shop that gear at shopelevatingandmelanated.com. Tap mm-hmm. in with us, you feel me? How you feeling today, DJ? I feel like our colors go with every color of the rainbow. And, uh, yeah. you know, if you want to be fly, you want to get that new hotness. Go and get the new drip. You know what I'm saying? Elevate the melanin. Just wait for the summer. For the summer, that's going to be hard, oh, too. We got, we got stuff coming. Just, just wait. Just you wait. But, yeah, but we're feeling cozy tonight. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a chilly night. You know what I'm saying? We're going to dive into this this Russia-Ukraine situation. Uh, before we start off, DJ, you got any, you got any thoughts uh, about, about what's going on uh, out there in the world? Uh, I just I feel like I'm prepping my body for mm. Red Dawn. We're going to talk about that. For the movie Red Dawn. I'm yeah. going to be like Chris Hemsworth, but I'm not going to die. I'm going to be like Patrick Swayze, but I'm going to live. I got you. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Right the here. original. Yeah, the original. The yeah. original. Because we're dealing with Russians, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. North Korea. Anyway, yeah. it don't even matter. You yeah, know it don't even saying? matter. I'm just preparing for whatever's coming, you know, whatever whatever angle. I'm making sure my, my soldiers around me, we all ready. Yeah. We all the same level, the, the tip top, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's hey, pen before sword, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? We're going to make sure your status is right, make sure your paperwork right, but also make sure your prep's right. We're going to get into that because if prepping ain't a part of your life at this point, as a grown man watching this broadcast, uh, you might want to reevaluate your priorities. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, especially... So- uh, you don't need to be in the club. You need to be getting checked so we can start prepping. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, so. exactly. Stop wasting your money at the club. Go get you a Costco membership. Get you a Sam's <laughs> membership. You know what I'm saying? Start buying some stuff in bulk. Understand how to how to how to take care of food and how to store it. You know what I'm saying? It may come in handy. Or learn how to learn how the seasons work. You know what I'm saying? Learn how the seasons go. work so you can learn how to grow. And uh, join the Finesse Farms workshops next month. Okay, yeah, Finesse Farms coming soon. But, yeah, get your yeah. garden on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't get into all that. But I got an article sitting in front of me. We're going to touch on a couple ones, but I got this one right here from CBS News. So the name of this article, right? So it's a live update. Ukraine seeks immediate ceasefire and Russian withdrawal and first direct talks during Putin's ongoing invasion. So we are we less than a weekend into this invasion, and uh, they already uh, Ukraine already trying to sit down, get a ceasefire going. Mm. Ukraine already conscripted men. If you between the ages of eighteen and sixty, you can't leave Ukraine. You know what I'm saying? Because they putting right. you in that army. You know what I'm saying? So if they a weekend and they already got a forced draft or conscription, you know what I'm saying? Is that uh, for citizens of of the Ukraine, or is that like just people who live there in general? That's for citizens. Yeah, that's for citizens. So if you're a, like uh, a national of another country and you happen to be in Ukraine, you can leave U- Ukraine. You're right. supposed to be, but it's not as easy for melanated people. I've seen multiple uh, videos where Africans are getting stopped at, at the border and they let other people in, but that's neither, neither here nor there. But that, yeah, the conscription, that's for U.S., I mean, for Ukrainian citizens only, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so if you you uh, a Ukrainian citizen and you over there and you between the ages of 18 and 60 and you a male, you, 
know what I'm saying? You can't leave, you know what I'm saying? Right. And but if you're female, you can get up out of there. So I know the I know the feminists is uh they're very happy, you know what I'm saying? That <laughs> that, uh, that the females are able to get, uh, get out the situation, you know what right. I'm saying? Because uh no, I'm not even gonna get into that. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into this article, you know what I'm saying? So uh it starts off so they're in Kiev, right? So you Ukrainian and, and Russian delegates sat down Monday for the first direct negotiations between the two countries since Russia launched its invasion five days earlier. The talks went for hours, and while they brought some hope for an end to the war, Ukraine's president and residents of Kiev made it clear that they expected little out of, the, out of the discussion. Even as the meeting took place, there were reports of intensified Russian shelling in eastern Ukrainian cities. Russia would not clarify its aims for the talks, but CBS News' uh, Haley Ott reported that Ukraine's key demands were an immediate ceasefire and the withdrawal of Russian troops. Russian officials said the meetings had ended uh, by early evening and that the respective delegations were heading back to their capitals to discuss the negotiations. Very, very interesting, right? So we're about five days, six days in, depending on uh, when you see this video, uh, into the uh, invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Now, this is very interesting. A lot of this has to do with uh, NATO and the expansion of NATO and uh, and U Ukraine having talks with NATO and maybe becoming one of the countries in NATO, and Ukraine doesn't want that. And, and I mean, Ukraine, Russia doesn't want that. Mm. And Russia was promised, you know what I'm saying, decades ago that NATO would expand into certain areas and stuff. So it's, it's all very interesting. For those people who might not know what uh, what is, can you remind people what NATO oh, is? Oh, yeah. So NATO is a North Atlantic Treaty Organization. So that's basically all the... All the old colonial powers, but the Western, the Western, uh, <laughs> the Western civilizations, right? They're in a, and they're in a pack. So these are all the democratic, capitalistic nations. So we're talking about America, Canada, Britain, Australia, New Zealand. You know what I'm saying? Like the uh, next, Mexico, I believe, believes in it. But yeah, all so, under the corporation. Mm -mm, yep. All, yeah. yeah. All, all colonized and all being worked corporately at, at presently. But but yeah, so so those that's who's part of NATO, right? And right. then of course prior to the the fall of the USSR, what well, uh, you had the Soviet Union, right? And they were all the uh, they had the the Warsaw Pact, right? And the Warsaw Pact was basically uh, like all the Soviet Union countries, like they're like under the Soviet Union, so like you know what I'm saying they have a agreement to fight. I mean they had had an agreement prior to the the uh, the. Uh, the <laughs> dissolving the uh, Soviet Union prior to that, they uh, they had an agreement. But after the Soviet Union crumbled, a lot of these nations became independent states. And some of these nations have already joined NATO, like Latvia, like, you know what I'm saying? But that's a small nation. Mm. Ukraine's huge, you know what I'm saying? And especially in terms of, like, its presence in Europe and, like, because it's like the breadbasket of Europe. It, it, it grows a lot of their grain and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So... And a lot of uh, oil reserves, you know what I'm saying? Russia and Ukraine have the biggest oil reserves in Europe, you know what I'm saying? So this is going to be very interesting, very interesting moving forward. So it goes, Ukraine's capital city of Kiev was still on edge Monday, but residents were allowed out of their houses and shelters for the first time since Saturday night when local government, bracing for an escalation of Russian uh, siege on the city, said anyone on the streets would be treated as an enemy. Mm. And, uh, wow. Yeah, and with social media, all of this is very interesting because we're seeing, you know, uh, videos coming straight from the city, you know what I'm saying? I'm seeing tanks roll over cars, you know what I'm saying? People, uh, bodies in the street, you know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's looking crazy. Well, you know, it's also crazy as I've seen uh, on one of the uh, mutual pages that we follow, I've seen, um, you know, pretend fake bodies or, yeah, pretend bodies in body bags where 
people were actually over under it lifting it you know lifting the mm-hmm. the cover of it and really so yeah it looks pretty fishy to me yeah. um you know obviously anything on t- anything that we see on tv is uh, highly questionable 100 percent uh yeah oh, there's a lot of misinformation and disinformation going on mm-hmm. out there but you know we are in the age of information mm-hmm. so it's going to be information overload whether it's true or false regardless so the the, uh, the article goes on. Hours before the Russian-Ukrainian negotiations began at a location near the borders with Belarus, Ukrainian officials said Russia had yet again shelled major cities overnight. Defense officials uh, said Kharkov, uh, uh, Ukraine's second largest city, was coming under intense artillery fire after Ukrainian forces recaptured it from Russian troops the previous day. Pressure was mounting on the Russian leader, Vladimir Putin. Meanwhile, with the entire United Nations General Assembly gathering for an extraordinary emergency meeting to discuss the crisis a day after Putin said he was putting his nuclear forces on alert in response to what he claimed were aggressive statements by NATO and punishing sanctions from the world's wealthiest nations. So, yeah, so America already put nation uh, sanctions on, on Russia. I they, that. Yeah, they they talking about uh, disconnecting them from all, like, the banking system, like SWIFT banking system, so they can't, most Russian companies will be able to accept payment. And the worst right. part is they took them out of the Olympics. Right. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> Dang, not the Olympics. <laughs> if we have a 2024 Olympics, I'll be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> the way the world's going shit. right now, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, but yeah, and uh, and Western Europe has been talking kind of crazy to them, you know what I mean? And I and uh, they're they're uh, right next to us, so they're 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 threatened, obviously. World War Two ain't outside everybody's minds, you feel me? That was just a lifetime ago. They, a lot of those people living now had grandparents, you know what I'm saying, parents who fought in World War Two. So they understand that like this could escalate very quickly to a world war, and we saw with the first and second world war, with especially with these uh. These European tribal conflicts, that's all there are, you know what I'm saying? It's just one European tribe finding another. With these European tribal conflicts, they, they tend to decimate Europe. You know, We saw what happened in World War One. We saw what happened in World War Two. So in the response to that, uh, the leader of uh, Britain, he'd been talking crazy. The leader of Germany, he just pled, they just pledged $100 billion to the German army over the next two years, adding to the budget. You know what I'm saying? So whatever that budget they had already— they just added another hundred billion wow. you know, over the next two years, and we all know what happened last time. Germany, Germany uh, built up the army real crazy, yeah. right? <laughs> so, so it's just something to keep it in mind. Go, it didn't go well. It didn't go well. So are we are we seeing the the beginning of World War Three? Are you know what I'm saying? Are we seeing like the you know what I'm saying the beginning stages of it? Something we got to uh, pay attention to, be aware of for sure. You know what I mean? And, and even like I said, even even in World War Two, World War One, like there was a anything really touched North America, mm. but the economy was affected. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so we go, so whether it touches America or not, you're going to have to be aware of these things because the dollar will be affected. You know, Russia, they, they teaming up with China. They trying to get off the dollar. You know what I'm saying? The, the world's uh, dollar, the dollar bill as the world's reserve currency is being threatened. And we all know what happens if the dollar bill stops being the world reserve currency. It's not backed by gold. It's not, it has no value. We could be looking at a hyperinflation situation here. Right. You know so you would recommend people, per usual, just stay prepared and continue yeah. to, uh, you know, see what's going on around the world. Yeah, exactly. And stock up. And we'll get into this. I want to get into this later, uh, deeply into the later into the broadcast. But yeah, stock up. Get your water. 
Get your uh, get your food. Get your get your weapons. You know what I'm saying. Get your seeds. You know what I mean. Mm. Get land if you can. Some acres. You know what I'm saying. If that's possible for you. But yeah, but you're gonna have to really start thinking about how to be self sufficient, just in case this whole you know what I'm saying globalist structure where you can you can get berries from China. You know what I'm saying the same tomorrow. Like you know, that may not be possible. You know what I mean. Moving forward, if all hell breaks loose, or if the world the world goes to war again, like it's done twice in the last century, right? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So some very aggressive talks going on uh, between NATO countries, especially in Western Europe and in uh, America. I mean, in uh, Russia, excuse me. And America has already put financial sanctions on Russia, like I was saying earlier. So I want I have another article pulled up here. I want to talk about the financial ramifications and some of the sanctions that we put on Russia. So uh, this is an article from NPR, right? So it's Russia's invasion of Ukraine has roiled financial markets around the world. And I know uh, I was watching a, a broadcast earlier. Russia has uh, uh, put a full halt on uh, the buying and selling of stocks on the stock exchange in Russia. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So yeah, so that's something to be aware of. Very, you know, what I'm saying like if a country that big can do that, what's we'll, we'll to stop any other country from doing it? So, so she goes. It starts off. Stock prices are lower and energy prices are higher in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The U.S. stock market opened sharply lower while crude oil prices toppled a hundred dollars a barrel. So, Rachel, this is, um, Rachel Martin, she's the host from this uh, NPR segment. Uh, what was you going? You want to say something? No, I was saying, damn, that's like crazy. I was just listening to that. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The war is going to affect the markets. It's always going to affect the markets. Right. We have a trade going on with everybody. So, Russia's invasion of Ukraine has roiled financial markets around the world and sent energy prices soaring. The U.S. stock market opened sharply lower this uh, morning. Crude oil prices top $100 a barrel. NPR's e economics correspondent Scott Horsley joins us. Good morning, Scott. Scott Horsley, good morning, Rachel. How bad is the sell-off on Wall Street? All the major indexes are down. And now I want to say, say this. Uh, while, while these executives... And uh, these big, and these big uh, financial corporations are selling things off. They want you to hold on to things, right? Mm. So I was just reading another article by Chase, like, oh, selling your stocks right now wouldn't be a good idea. Or, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, keep keep your money in that in that uh, in that stock market if you want to, because a big crash ain't even come yet. Right. So if you look at it like now, like, oh, if I pull out now, I'm gonna lose like. 10% or 15%, okay, well, wait another year, and you may be losing 75 80%, you know, with the, especially if this war escalates. Yeah. Like you said, the, the right, well, the, go ahead. In Rush Hour 2, uh, the great Chris Tucker once said, uh, follow the rich white man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you foolish, but yeah, exactly. So uh, with, uh, with the stock prices, right, you want to make sure that if you're invested in the system, just know what you're invested in and know what you're, you're capable of losing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's about, the system is very fragile, and it may be getting very volatile with these countries flaring up, you know what I'm saying? And, like, the last, like we've seen with the last two world wars, with these treaties and all these treaties set up, all it takes is for one treaty country to go to war, be invaded, then it pulls in all these other countries. Right. And now we're talking about superpowers and nuclear powers fighting against each other. You know what I mean? Right. And, and where can the, that lead to? Which is what they've been planning for, allegedly, been planning right. for a while. This this could be, yeah, this could all be a plan. World War Three could 
uh, could already have been in the works, but been in the blueprint, you know what I'm saying, for, for so many secret organizations. I'm glad you brought this up because I, I just saw the movie The Kingsman. Mm. Have you seen the new Kingsman? The, the it, latest one, I have not seen Yeah, so yet. the latest one's a prequel. It's uh, about the lead-up to World War One, And basically it, it talks about how there's the secret society was controlling all the advisors to the to the uh, Russian czar, to the the German Kaiser, to the to the uh, the British King, and how they were manipulating these people to go to war. Uh, how, how, that's how uh, Franz Ferdinand, the assassination of him, led to the uh, to war. And he was just from Serbia. How did a small country like Serbia lead to this big uh, big old war? I'm telling you, that they no, it's just up, like Gaddafi, right? Say it again. Like, what, what country was Gaddafi in, Omar? No, he was in Libya. Libya, yeah, yeah. But it's like similar situation, if I'm correct. Uh, I wouldn't say exactly similar. I, w- I would say uh, Gaddafi was his murder is his assassination is something that they want rather you forget. Okay. Where Franz Ferdinand, his assassination was built up. Okay. Like you know what I'm saying, and and hold on, Franz Ferdinand, I think was that was the assassin. It was the Archduke, and uh, I have to look, I have to look more into it. But uh, but. As I'm, I just brought this up because you said uh, we were talking about how these secret organizations work from the shadows. Right. So you you can see the Kingsman; they'll tell you the, the the correct name. But yeah, but if you see the Kingsman, you understand that like uh, the lead up to the First World War, as they admit in media or in pop culture, was uh, was manipulated by a few a handful of people who are manipulating the highest uh, people in political, the highest offices in the land. Mm-hmm. So uh, this World War, if we lead into World War Three over the next two, three years, if that, if that were to happen, uh, it's very plausible that this is planned or the people who are the main uh, actors are being agitated and manipulated by outside forces who want to see the come about a great loss of life. Uh, who have we heard talk about depopulation? We've heard a lot of people talking about the world's overpopulated, mm-hmm. right? Where do they get these notion of things from, right? Now we may we could talk about overconsumption. We have become consumers and consume, consumers, yeah. yeah, consuming all willy nilly. But the world is not overpopulated. You know what I mean? And if and if you think the world is overpopulated, that's really a pretext for genocide. And we don't get into that and how you know what I'm saying that's a pretext for genocide and why abortion is being pushed so so heavily in certain in certain areas in certain neighborhoods. And what sort of karmic backlash people can you know receive for you know that mindset or you know thinking that. Their brothers or sisters, people of that might be related to them or not, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't really mean anything, which is crazy to me. No, I feel you, bro. I feel you. So we don't get into this, but <clears throat> we borrow this to say, like, uh, there's going to be a sell-off. If it's not going on right now, it's going on soon by the major corporations. They're going to, they're going to stick some of y'all with the bag. You thought that. Because if you've been watching the market the last two, three years, it's, it's been hyperbolic. Like, it's unsustainable how fast it's been rising. Especially when, if you understand how the economy is going, nobody's really working right now. The young people are refusing to work. Like the the, right. the, the you know the empire is crumbling before our eyes. But we don't get into that. So he says uh, all the major indexes are down. The Dow tumbled around 800 points in the first few minutes of trading, and of course that just adds to the losses of recent days that came in anticipation of this move by Russia. Both the Dow and the S&P 500 index are now in correction territory, meaning they're, they're down more than 10% from their recent highs. And as of this morning, the tech-heavy NASDAQ index has slipped into the bear market territory, meaning it's down 20% from its recent highs. Overseas markets were also sharply uh, lower overnight. Asian stocks fell in the 2 to 3% range, and Russia's own markets were rattled. The Russian currency dropped about 5% against the dollar. 
Damn. She asked, where are we going to see the, the toughest hit or the economy because of this? Well, the first place to look is in the energy markets, of course. Russia is a major exporter of both, both oil and natural gas, and the possibilities that supplies could be disrupted has sent prices sharply higher. Natural gas prices in Europe, which relies heavily on natural gas from Russia for both heating and electricity, were up a lot. Crude oil prices, as you uh, mentioned, topped 105 a barrel at the global markets. They were close to $100 a barrel here in the U.S. All of that's going to translate into higher prices at the gas pump, where consumers in this country were already paying an average of $3.54 a gallon. We've also seen a jump in grain prices. Both Russia and Ukraine are both wheat producers, so corn and wheat prices have, uh, have uh, been going up. That could affect the prices at the grocery store. And, of course, Rachel, food and fuel prices were already pushing inflation to its highest level in four decades. And so... It's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, because we don't even really need... I mean, the fact that they produce, you know, stuff that's not good for the body is, is just a... For, for me, it's kind of upsetting because most people are going to... Uh, lose their mind over prices of things that the body doesn't really need. So that's just what one of the things that uh, bugs me about this whole, um, you know, the way the world is right. running and overconsumption or, or just what we are consuming no matter what country we're in. So, um, but yeah, no, that's, that's something to think about, you know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, uh, the majority of the, uh, the, the, food, the food that people live off of are the things that we're talking about here. Right. And and the gas prices, people have to brace themselves for this because by the summer, we could easily see the gas prices at $5, $6 a, a, a gallon. And I'm not talking about just in California, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about in the inland cities too. So these are things you should brace yourself for. If the price of rice goes up, if the price of corn goes up, grain, how would that affect you? If the price of gas goes up, how will that affect you? And how can you insulate yourself from these things, you know what I'm saying? You may not be able to control what's going on in Russia or the Ukraine, but you can't control the supplies you have in your house. You can't control the inventory that you have for your family. So that's what I, I feel like people should be getting from this because nobody's about to invade America tomorrow. If you're, if you're watching this in America, nobody's about to invade America tomorrow. But the economy can collapse any day. That dollar can collapse any day. And, and America's going to fall from within. America's going to, you know, is going to fall because of it. Because of the structure is built, it's and not built to sustain. And ignorance. Oh yeah, the people being ignorant of the of the true functionality of of the financial system of this government, that's going to be tr the true downfall of America. So she goes, uh, right to the U.S. Right. So the U.S. was already, you know, climbing out of the pandemic recession and in, into this fragile recovery. Is that going to stall? It probably won't stall the recovery, but this may slow it down a bit. We did get news from the Commerce Dep Department this morning that the economy grew even faster at the end of last year than initially reported. So the U.S. came into 2022 with a lot of economic momentum. The conflict in Ukraine, it probably not going to derail that recovery, but it's another wrinkle. If it both slows growth and raises inflation, it complicates things for the Federal Reserve. Listening to Fed officials over the last few days, it doesn't sound as if this is going to change the central bank's plan to start raising interest rates next month in an effort to get control over prices. And we should add, 
While rising gasoline prices are certainly a hardship for the drivers in the U.S., they are, they are a potential windfall for U.S. energy producers. We're already seeing an uptick in the investment in the oil patch. And remember, the oil is the number one, uh, the U.S. is the number one producer of both oil and natural gas. Mm. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of people think we're like completely dependent on other people. But right. yeah, uh, America has all the resources it needs to, to be self-sufficient. The problem is, is that the, uh, the corporatists, they have gutted America for its industry. They've outsourced it. You know, that's what we see in the Rust Belt, whether we're looking at Detroit, Cities in Ohio, in Gary, Indiana, Indianapolis, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the reason why these cities are falling into such decay is because the, uh, the factories that used to be a lifeblood of the economy there have been moved, moved to China, Bangladesh, India, you know what I'm saying? So, so we have decimated these cities and we made ourselves much more reliant on the world than we need to be. America has all the resources that it needs to, to do everything it wants. So, go ahead. Is that... Is that because obviously, obviously the, the way that we've done business, but uh, do you think it's because like a generation after generation, each the younger generation didn't want to do factory work or is it because or, or what would you say the reason behind that is? The reason behind it is I think there's a concerted effort to to weaken America. OK, the ideals that America was uh, based off of the ideas of a republic uh, that those are scary ideals to the majority of the world's government, whether we're talking about monarchies or we're talking about communists or socialists, uh, they don't like republics. They don't like the idea of people having the power, the the power being vested in the people. Mm. So I think America is being subverted purposefully because if the American Republic falls, they'll look at the, the idea of a, the experiment of a republic of giving people that power as a failure. And then so people will beg for uh, to be taken over. They'll beg for communism. They'll beg for monarchies, you know what I'm saying, instead of being in a place where they have the power because they feel like maybe the power is too much for them. Mm. Maybe they can't, you know what I'm saying? So I do I experience that a lot with people. So I, that's thank you for uh, for breaking that down. It's a great answer. For sure, for sure. You, know, you feel me? So she goes on, Scott, what about the sanctions that the U.S. and NATO allies are imposing on Russia? Are those going to carry a big price tag for the U.S. economy? Not a big price tag. If, as threatened, the U.S. limits exports of certain high-tech goods to Russia, that could have some consequences, but not huge consequences. Russia is a pretty small economy and is certainly not a big trading partner for the U.S. It's a trading partner for Europe. One thing to be very wary of, though, we've seen already uh, Russia using cyber weapons against Ukraine. And if they were to train those cyber weapons on the U.S. in retaliation for sanctions, that could have been some economic effects here. So cybersecurity is more important than ever. Yeah, yeah, cybersecurity is very important. So we go, we saw how the pipeline got uh, in uh, the East Coast, got a colonial pipeline, how it got hacked uh, last year mm. and how they had long lines and all this extra stuff. You know, it's crazy. The James Bond movies always used to tell us different ways that this was going to happen. You know, like when the tech, we used to be like thinking the, the technology was so crazy and so far fetched. Mm -hmm. But nowadays it's just becoming more real. Oh, yeah. By, by the day. And yeah, it's, who knows how long it's actually been or a lot of people know. But um, Oh, no, 100% because it's like uh, the black budgets the Pentagon has, the, I'm saying the DOD, uh, 
the you really can't fathom how much money they're playing with. Yeah, and it shouldn't even be called the budget. It should just be, hey, this yeah, is what a blank wanna, check. This is what we want to create. Yeah, it's this really what we're gonna do. It's really a blank check yeah. in terms of the amount of resources they're able to garner and the amount of manpower and brain power mm. because the Russian, I mean, the Russian, the U.S. government, it, it, it sucks up the brain power. It goes to the Ivy Leagues, the, the, the state schools, and they're like, where's your best students? Mm, give me that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Whether you be a politician or The ones or, who don't or, have or family, working. who don't have, you know, th that are going to be super dedicated to this. Exactly. Well. And the government will be your family. You know, your job will be your purpose. Right. And, and, and that's what they want for you. For your for a corporate job to be your purpose, mm. I don't know about you, but I ain't never going no, corporate not, again. Not a, well, not again, not again. <laughs> you feel me? So I'm gonna finish this article off right. So she goes, NPR chief economist of correspondent Scott Horsley with the economic impact of Russia's invasion into Ukraine. Scott, thank you. We appreciate it. Horsley, you're welcome. Right. So that's the end of the article. Right. So just a quick little. Uh, hint or I say a sneak peek on what may happen in these markets in the coming weeks, months, years. I feel like this decade is going to be very, very interesting. But now you have to ask yourself, how do you want to respond, right? Uh, are you going to, like, succumb to uh, paranoia, hysteria, feel overwhelmed, or will you make a plan, right? I'm telling you, the person with the plan, that's who's going to have the, that's who's, first of all, that's who's going to have the best mental health going to have some some peace knowing that they've put the, uh, some of their mental energy into constructing a plan, but also they're going to have the best uh, the best outcome, the best, you know what I'm saying, best opportunity afforded for survival if anything major were to happen, right? Uh, you got any last words, DJ? Anything you want to hit on? Like you said, just we'll, we'll, to be consistent with our message, prepare, plan, and be patient um, so that way you can make the best decision and be diligent with it because... There's obviously some crazy things coming down the pipeline, so um, be prepared as possible. Stay as healthy as possible, functional, and uh, mobile. Mobile, yeah. Yes, sir. Like you said, yeah. Uh, uh, health is wealth. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you, uh, you you move it. You know what I'm saying? You get the body moving. You know what I'm saying? Make sure your joints is right. You know what I'm saying? Make sure the knees and elbows are still hitting. Yeah. You feel me? You know to get your stretch on. Make sure you got your water right. Your seeds up. With your, your food up, you know what I'm saying? And uh, try to find some like-minded people, you know? You don't want to go, you don't want to tackle the world by yourself, you know what I'm saying? You want to get some people who understand the gravity of the situation, who see the world from the same perspective as you, and that you can work with, you know? You don't want to just assume just because, oh, that's my family, or I grew up with that person, I could work with that person. Nah, 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 you got to see where their head is at. If you're not like-minded, that person may become a burden. And that person may become a liability. You know what I mean? So you got to see where people's head is at. You know what I'm saying? Check a temperature on your family. See how they feeling. There's a lot of stressful stuff going on. People, you know what I'm saying? They rent doubling. You know what I mean? Uh, they food going up. They gas going up. They may not be able to do it. So We're going to see yeah. how many people can uh, tread water. Yeah, to exactly. Stay floating. You know what I mean? So... With that being said, we do want to thank you guys for joining us again here at Elevated and Melanated. And always remember, elevation provides clarity. Peace. Peace.